This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, when you hear the term huddle, most people obviously immediately think to football and the coming together of a group of people to best prepare for the next play. But the concept of the huddle in the business world is growing quickly. A new book by former CNN anchor Brooke Baldwin takes a look at how huddles may be a way to expand opportunities for so many people in the workplace, including women. The book is titled Huddle, How Women Unlock Their Collective Power. And a pleasure to have uh, Brooke joining us via Zoom today. Hi, Brooke. Great to have you with us for a few moments. Dan, good morning from the British Virgin Islands, where I snuck away for a little vacation. Just stick the knife in me right like that. Oh, and here I am in the beautiful suburbs of Philadelphia. Beautiful. Yes, but thank you for a few moments. So let's start with what had you thinking about this idea of the huddle in the first place. Well, first of all, you hit it right on the head with, you know, you do think of huddle and you think a bunch of dudes on a football field. Right. And and for women, I just really wanted to flip, flip that term on its head, feminize it, you know, legitimize it and, and name it and give it power for women. And I truly believe, you know, outside of access and power that women are one another's best resources. And so how the book came to me, really, the the quick version is I was in Washington for the Trump inauguration uh, on a wintry weekend in January of 2017. And I had been crisscrossing the country, of course, for CNN covering the 2016 election. And I just noticed across the board, left, right and center, that more and more women were just showing up. And so there I was embedded in this Trump motorcade as I am, you know, Balancing on the back of a flatbed truck as we're watching the limo and the newly elected president roll down Constitution. And, you know, I'll be real, like standing there and having covered the, the lead up to the to the election. And it, you try to remember back to that time where that Access Hollywood video had come out where we were all aware where the where the yep. president liked to grab women. And as a woman and as a journalist, I was standing there and I was I was having a bit of a come to Jesus moment with myself and wondering what in the world the next four years would look like. Cut to the very next day, I am back on the clock for CNN, backstage uh, at the Women's March, surrounded by half a million women. And one of the activists, Tamika Mallory, was on stage, and I will never forget, she said something to the effect of, you know, we are not all here because of one man, but clearly women were showing up that day across the world, you know, not just in Washington. And that was when I said to myself, Dan, I was like, this needs to be something that I dedicate the next chapter of my career to, thus the unofficial beginning of Huddle. So now the book comes out, and obviously I think there may be an an interesting tie-in with the fact that we're going through the pandemic right now and the fact that, and the fact that so many women have been impacted by the loss of jobs during this pandemic. So it, not that there was obviously ever the intent here, but obviously in the scope of where we are right now, it becomes an even more important component to the story. Yeah. I mean, the timing was, you know, I guess fortuitous, but you know, two years ago when we were, I started writing this thing, I had no, no one would have guessed, right. We'd be walking yeah. with masks on and begging to be vaccinated, yeah. but yes, I mean, even just jumping back to, I mean, I, I read a piece in the, in the New York times it was a Sunday cover of the Sunday business about how so many women have been disproportionately affected by this. And it was specifically talking about childcare and how childcare should be seen in this country from the perspective of government as infrastructure, you know, and if, and if yeah. you don't, it's a, it's been a crisis and it's only been further 
um, you know, it's, it's become such a larger deal, obviously, because of the pandemic and the pressures on women who are trying to do it all right. Who are trying yeah. to be, you know, caregivers and sudden in-home teachers and employees, and sometimes the breadwinners and community leaders. And, and a lot of times women don't want to burden someone else by, by raising their hand and like waving the white flag. And yep. you look at jobs numbers, December, you like 140,000 jobs lost. Every single one of them belonged to a woman. And so my hope is that when people read this book, men and women, but we, we see how we can in tough times, link arms, lean on one another, throw down our ladders, as Megan Rapino said, and help one another get through this and succeed. So that's the kind of the unique concept of this is that it's not just business. Obviously, we're a business show, and we can speak about this in the term of business, but there are so many aspects of life where the huddle, the idea of the huddle can be an important support mechanism. Totally. It's pervasive. It's everything from the workplace and, and you know, the book is 80% journalism and all these inspiring huddle stories and 20% my own story, my own, my own version of how, what it was like, you know, being a journalist for, for the last 20 years coming up with a lot of young women with a lot of sharp elbows, you know, to to Hollywood and getting access to Reese Witherspoon's production company. Uh, she was just on the cover of Time Magazine, uh, Hello Sunshine, to, you know, getting access to Ava DuVernay, who really is a unicorn in Hollywood, as a yeah. black, a successful black woman filmmaker and how she amplifies so many women and specifically women of color directors, to Capitol Hill and Congresswomen, to the sports field. And, you know, as I mentioned, Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird and Neko Gumake and the WNBA and how they huddled last season, you know, to, to dedicate the season to the Say Her Name campaign and Breonna Taylor, uh, to indigenous women giving nature a voice, um, you know, to moms demand action and how moms and, 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 and men to the largest grassroots huddle in America, six million strong, trying to change some gun laws. So it's across the board. Did you, did you find across all of those different examples, did you find commonality in some of the concepts around the huddle or, you know, aspects to it? Of course, the through line, Dan, is, you know, I feel like there's this narrative in America where, you know, it loves to pit women against one another. And if you are this successful woman, let's say in the workplace, you are this lone successor, you are this lone hero. And I'm here to say no, no, based upon all of my interviews with everyone from Ava to Stacey Abrams to Shannon Watts to Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger, the through line is, you know, if you if you have access to success, share it, keep the door open behind you. Like we don't have to have sharp elbows anymore. We don't have to subscribe to the scarcity mentality. It's all about abundance. It's like my success. If you're successful, that means I'm successful. It's about bringing in intentionality to huddling. It's about, you know, um, of course, Shirley Chisholm with the famous quote about if you don't have a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. All these women said, no, it's time for us to build our own table. And we have to make sure we do it through an intersectional lens as well. What was your huddle at CNN? My huddle at CNN was some of the, some older, wiser, on-air women <laughs> who I would go to on days, quite frankly, when, you know, I'd be pissed off about a certain story and would want to really vocalize it and write my own narrative or my own script. And I would yeah, run yeah. it past some of these women. I'd say, am I going too far? What do you think of this? Uh, I tell a whole story in my book. There's a woman, Allison Camerata, who's now sitting in my seat in yeah. the afternoon. And I tell this whole story about, you know, this hurricane and how I was irked because I was essentially bumped off my show that afternoon for our primetime anchors who all happen to be men. And they're all out in the Carolinas. And I, I love being in the field. And 
she, we huddled one morning and she gave me the best advice, which was to go march into my boss's office and say, what's up? And I did. And I said, I was like, why did you send all the boys? And he said, well, the boys were being pains in my asses. And I was like, well, I can be a pain in your ass. And, you know, he then said, Brooke, the next one, you know, and true to his word, a couple of weeks later, bang, comes in my office, pack your bags. You're going to Florida. You're riding out the hurricane. Turns out to be the biggest hurricane Florida's seen in a long, long time. Yeah. And because of that, I secured access to a helicopter. I brought the world into Mexico Beach and was nominated for a bunch of awards. And that career highlight of mine would never have happened without my huddle. Is that then maybe part of the driving force of what's next for you? I am drawn to, obviously I'm a storyteller and I'm a, I'm a journalist for life. And sitting with so many of these women, having this extraordinary access to these trailblazing women, it's like I learned so much through, 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 from them through osmosis. And I could yeah. not, I, you know, my dad once said to me, Brooke, you know, if you're in a job, he was a successful management consultant and actually came to pin quite a bit to, to speak to, the, to Wharton. And he was like, Brooke, if you get to a point where you're a little comfortable, you know, it's time to switch it up. And it was a combination of that awareness and also being around these women who are so damn bold and they're just badasses. I just thought I could not, I, I, it was a painful decision, but I had to be the boldest version of myself and, and take this leap. And, and I, and I don't totally know I'm, I'm working on potentially a few projects and I'd love to affiliate yeah. myself with the university and guest teach and talk to these young men and women who want to jump into journalism. I'd love to consider sitting on a board looking into that. And also just, you know, I think the next generation of storytelling in, in longer form is also within like the streaming networks. And so that's my hope yeah. and my goal is to be back on television, but really in the deep end of storytelling, you know, in the field, interviewing people. Um, and, uh, yeah, seeing what makes them tick and how we can be become better for it. Brooke, all the best with the book. Thanks very much for a few moments. Brooke Baldwin, former CNN anchor and, uh, as we mentioned, author of the new book uh, out, Huddle, How Women Unlock Their Collective Power. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.